0: In America today Christianity is clearly under attack. Why is this so? How did it come to be? After all our ancestors came here seeking religious freedom and then proceeded to establish this nation on Christian principles for the glory of God. Where did the train get off the track? We are going to explore these and other related questions with one of the foremost defenders of Christian freedoms in America today. Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My special guest is Kelly Shackelford, the founder and director of the Liberty Institute in Plano, Texas, the largest organization of lawyers in America today that is dedicated to the defense and advancement of Christian rights and freedoms. Kelly, welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Good to be here. Well, we've had you before, and it's always a joy and a pleasure to have you. And I just want to jump right into this thing very quickly. We'll find out some information about you a little later. But I want to ask you a question. When I was growing up in the church in the 1940s and the 1950s, an organization like yours, an organization that spends all of its time defending Christian freedoms, was unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Today, it is indispensable. What happened?
1: Well, we, when the culture has begun to move away from God, uh, there is less respect for religious freedom, uh, less uh, assumptions of the freedoms that I think many people uh, back in earlier days used to know uh, that we had. And those, all those things are being tested, they're being pushed, uh, and the idea, I mean, there are groups that, are, that have formed now that their sole purpose is to get rid of religion in America. So, uh, you know, we're having to fight for things that we used to not have to fight for. In fact, the very things this country was founded upon, religious freedom.
0: So, what you're saying is that we're in the midst of a culture war, and uh, it is a war that is for real, and it's a war that has resulted in a cultural shift.
1: Is that correct? Absolutely. And we we have uh, the proof of that, you know, what you're talking about. We do a survey every year of just all the attacks going on around the country on religious freedom. And it's literally doubling some years from one year to the next. It's about that thick, isn't That's it? That's right. <laughs> and people could go to our, our our website and they can download it. It's free. It's called "Undeniable: The Attacks on Religious Freedom." And
0: isn't that something that you supply to the Congress every year?
1: We do. Uh, what happened is the U.S. Senate. Uh, we testified a number of years ago, um, actually a little over ten years ago, and a number of clients uh, testified. And and what it was about was uh, religious freedoms attacks around the country and. All that the other side could say after the hearing was, well, these are just isolated incidents. And so uh, at the time, Senator Ted Kennedy and Senator John Cornyn said, is that true? We'd like you to respond. And uh, so we just collected what was all going on. And this was 11 years ago. And it was overwhelming even then. But as... As it's really, we've watched it every year, it is dramatically increasing now and exponentially increasing of the attacks. Give us,
0: give us some quick examples.
1: Um, everything from uh, a five-year-old girl, uh, Gabriela Perez, a little girl who was praying over her meal uh, as a little child uh, who was mm-hmm. you know, taught to do and, and we're at school. Like was at this school. A, yes. And she was stopped and, and told, in fact she was specifically told, quote, it is not good to pray at school. Um, so, this is an example. Uh, I'm just giving you the spectrum. That's young. And then uh, let's go to folks who were not five years old, uh, senior citizens, yes. who actually were told that their uh, meals could be taken away from them because they were federally funded meals and they were praying over their meals. And they said that violates separation of and church
0: that's just and utter nonsense.
1: It's totally untrue. But these are the kind of attacks. Going on, it's uh, children being punished. Uh, I think a lot of people heard about this. It made the national news. People being uh, a little child being punished for saying "bless you" to someone who sneezed. Well,
0: I heard of a bank teller in Kentucky who was saying to people, "Bless you, God bless you," and and they said, "Well, that offends us." Yes. She was offend- She was let go.
1: And we're now getting a whole uh, new category of cases where people are literally losing their jobs, not even because of things they do at work. But because they're finding out at work where they go to church and what their beliefs are on marriage and that it's just a man and a woman, and they're being fired. Now, people have a hard time believing that, but we're filing a new suit almost every week because that's against the law. You can't engage in religious discrimination in the workplace. Uh, So the things that are happening now, uh, I think of churches. Uh, Twenty, you know, six years ago when I started doing this work for the first time, if you would have told me, you're going to have to represent churches in the United States of America, I would have said this isn 't the USSR this, this, this is the United States we don 't have to represent churches versus the government. We are now having to represent a new church every week that just wants to be a church. All they want to do is feed the homeless they want to uh, they want to do what churches do um, and uh, for that they 're under attack. We just had one we just filed on behalf of uh, two uh, well an African American church who moved into a very difficult area uh, outside of Houston where people did not want to enter in to redeem it, to change it, to, to bring it back to life, to to you know, really bring Christ in that area. And over decades they have had tremendous success. In fact, they've been growing, adding more land, adding more facilities, more activities for that community. So guess what happened? The city said, you know what? This area is getting pretty nice now. It's getting better. So we're going to take over your property. We're going to kick you out of your church and use it for taxpayer property. <sighs> And you know so we 're having to actually defend we had to go into court and defend uh, these black pastors and these churches who simply are being the church uh, and now are under attack again didn 't used to think that type of thing would ever happen, Not but sure. it 's happening all over the country
0: well let 's take a break for just a moment. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion with Kelly Shackelford about the defense of Christian freedoms in our nation. Kelly is the founder and director of the Liberty Institute, which is our nation's largest legal organization devoted solely to the defense of Christian freedoms. Kelly, tell us about uh, the Liberty Institute.
1: Well, um, really, it formed in 1997, and the whole purpose was that you know if if you're uh, take one of our cases this last year, if if you're a, a fifth grade boy. And your favorite book you got for Christmas is your Bible. Right. And there's a free reading time at school and you bring your favorite book to read. And the teacher says, you're not allowed to bring that book <laughs> and read during free reading time. This is a, this is a poor family uh, on the edges of Miami-Dade. Uh, they, they were not going to be able to hire a team of attorneys. They don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for bringing in. So we want to make sure that those people have the best representation possible. Not only because that's going to win, and we did win for, uh, you know, Giovanni Rubio and sure, his family yes. in that case, but that sets a precedent for you know your children and my children and grandchildren, and so it sets a precedent that helps the whole.
0: country. I know one kind of case you all handle frequently, and that is uh, there's groups in this nation who are really anti-Christian, and and what they do is they go around sniffing, looking for any. Evidence of Christianity. They often go to city councils and say, Hey, on the logo of this city you've got a cross or you've got a steeple. And immediately the council backs off because they don't want to get involved in a lawsuit that costs a lot of money. And what have
1: you found out? Well, we we are now going to those groups and saying we'll represent you for free. And we even had um, uh, some supporters put a fund in place so that any Costs assessed against them are covered. So there's really no downside because what was happening is a lot of the cities and the counties and the school districts were just really removing religious freedom and religious heritage for no reason, even though the law doesn't say that at all. And so, one of the great things about the way we do what we do is uh, it's not that all of our attorneys run around the country and do everything. What we do is there are believers um, who went to law school all over the country who went because they wanted to stand for what was right. right. Yes. And 30 years later, these are the best litigators, <laughs> at some of the best law firms in the country, and they've done great work, but they've never gotten to do a case for the kingdom. Uh. So we find these best of the best and we say, "Look, how would you like to do a case if we give you everything you need yes. to be able to do that?" And they're like, "You know, I've been waiting my whole life to do something <laughs> like that." So we have That's the great. best attorneys, the best law firms all over the country yeah. donating their time, and the teams we put together are really dream teams. And think of that though, think of like who I've already mentioned, the little five year old girl that we represented who yes. just told she couldn't. I mean they didn't have money to buy a ter- much less I mean, the most powerful legal teams you could ever imagine from these right. huge law firms. Yeah. It's just really neat to see the body of Christ work. I mean, these are people giving you their talents for others in the body that is exactly how it is supposed to and be. And one
0: thing you mentioned to me that I found very interesting is quite often these groups that are attacking are just really bullies. And when you stand up to
1: them they back off because they don't want to get involved in litigation. Absolutely. The, 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 <laughs> what, we, what we talked about earlier you know, the Freedom From Religion Foundation which sends these threatening letters. Uh, the last 12 times <laughs> that we have caught them sending these letters and we have represented the city or the county or the school district. And we've said, this is not right, this is not the law, let us represent you. And they've said, sure. We've sent a letter to them and we've said, come on, there's no basis to your lawsuit, file the lawsuit. All 12 times they've run away. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot about intimidation and seeing if you can get people to change and remove part of our religious heritage just out of fear when that's not what the law says. How
0: can people get in touch with you?
1: The uh, easiest way is just our website is libertyinstitute.org. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things I would tell them they can do there. There's a thing that uh, there are different ways to find out what your rights are. You, know, you might say, well, I don't know what, what are the rights in the public schools for me as a teacher or a student yes. or whatever. We have that already done. What about in the military? We've got a lot of military cases, mm-hmm. religious freedom. There's, here's what your rights are in what the military. What about
0: churches and ministries that want to protect themselves? That's
1: exactly, that's one in of fact, the biggest. we went to
0: your website, we downloaded that material, and we put some of that into the bylaws of this ministry.
1: Unfortunately, very few people are aware of this. Uh, many churches and many uh, ministries out there don't have uh, in their legal documents uh, what they need. Yes. Uh, there are going to be attacks, I think everybody knows this, they've already started, they've seen the situations with People who refuse to marry two men or two women, and all of a sudden a human rights uh, uh, you know uh, prosecution is brought against them they don't have in their in their documents in their legal documents a lot of times what they just assume everybody knows they right. believe right and so uh, what we have on our website uh, and it's called um, um, Actually, there's a little picture of a church with sunlight coming Mm -hmm. out. and It says, are you protected? You click on that. It takes you to whether you're a church, whether you're a school, or whether you're uh, just a a nonprofit ministry. You can click on that and it will say, here are the the documents you need to look at. And then here is some sample language that others Mm -hmm. have used on different issues that really tie in the, the biblical approach. And then you can change it a little bit for your theology to make it fit for your organization. But if you have that, then if you're sued... You can actually use that to defend yourself.
0: And they are going to be sued. They're coming after you.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, it's clear, I think most people know the attacks have started, and certainly after the Supreme Court decision on same sex marriage. A lot of uh, groups feel like they can use that as a jump. Well, now option.
0: that you've mentioned that, let, let let me just ask you about that. I've I've run across some Christians who kind of shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, you know, if those people want to get married, let them get married. It doesn't affect me. This the, the, the legalization of same sex marriage has no impact on my life whatsoever. What about it?
1: Well, they're, they're just misinformed. I mean, that's what you might assume. You might say, why do I care? Uh, but the problem is, there's a number of things that are not only going to happen, they've started to happen already. And, and they're not surprises. Uh, these are things that, that we're told that if we get this, this is what we're going to do. Uh, number one, uh, well, it's not going to affect me. Well, do you have any connection to any nonprofit groups, mm-hmm. like maybe your church? Because one of the things that was stated right out in the open during the oral argument is that if you have this new right to same-sex marriage, then how can you have a tax-exempt status from the federal government when you're an open discriminator against, you know, a federal constitutional right? Uh, The Solicitor General of the United States, who was arguing that case for our federal government, when the question was asked from the justices, didn't say, oh, no, we, we won't do that. He said, quote, that will be an issue. Said the same thing when it came to Christian universities and colleges. Uh, They've already begun to question how can you give a federal loan to a student who then goes to a college that's a discriminator? Um, Carry that on. What about professional organizations? That's exactly right. People think, well, it won't affect me at least. Uh, It it will affect you, it will affect your work. Almost everybody is in some sort of profession. And whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a real estate agent or a teacher, or you, know, you get licensed, uh, there are ethics codes, and there's already the attempt to take this this belief in the Supreme Court decision and put that in the ethics codes. When that happens, then you will have a decision to make: either you keep your belief and possibly lose your profession, or you you know you say, you know what, I'm just gonna gonna really fold up as a Christian, and because I want to keep. My profession and my career. This has happened in other countries where this has happened, and it's already starting here. We're seeing people fired uh, all the time right now, not because of things they do at work, but because of their beliefs.
0: Uh, uh, and for example, getting on the internet, going to look at the church that they attend, and what is the creed of that church? Yes. They're and they're they've, they've done nothing wrong at the workplace.
1: No, people don't, people have a hard time believing this, but we, I mean, Eric Walsh, who we represent, director of public health, uh, yeah. And was given the job uh, from the state of Georgia to be over a whole third of the state or a, a region, big region of the state. And uh, he accepted the job. And then a few days later uh, some people called and uh, said, You need to look at where this guy goes to church. We now have copies of the emails from the government officials divvying up the sermons from the church deciding who would read which one. Oh my. And the next morning they fired him. And I want people to, to think about that. He was fired not because of anything he did or said at work. He was fired because of what was said in his church on a Sunday. Now, does that violate the law? Yes, it violates the law. But we're having a whole lot of these cases now. And we we didn't used to have any of these cases. You
0: know, the First Amendment says that one of the things that protects in addition to speech is the free exercise of religion. That's right. And, and yet a person who says, no, I'm not going to make a cake for a gay wedding, they could they can lose their business. They can be fined.
1: Right. We have bakers, we have florists, we have uh, photographers uh, who have all
0: And, and I would suggest to you that might be a very selective enforcement because what would happen if you went to a uh, Jewish uh, caterer and you said, we want you to fix pork chops. And he said, well I can't do that because of my religion. That's right. I doubt if he would be persecuted. No.
1: And they've already done this. Uh, they've tested this with a uh, Muslim right? Yes, right. Uh, t-shirt. Uh, yes, uh, and, and, you know they they don't want to Prosecutor, they don't want to push against it's those. Just
0: against Christianity.
1: but they're willing to go after the the Kleins, who is the the bakers from Oregon, who have now been fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for not making a cake uh, for two uh, lesbian women, and they made cakes for them. They just said we can't do a wedding cake because yeah. of our faith.
0: And there's plenty of bakers they could have gone.
1: Absolutely. To. <laughs> so th- this is an attempt to sort of force and that. We well,
0: that brings up another question, and that is, when you think about defending Christian liberties, you primarily think about defending churches and ministries and ministers, like the ministers who had their sermons subpoenaed in Houston, Texas. That's right. But you have been pointing out that that they, it's in other places, like the public arena, schools, and now even the military.
1: Yes, we're having to do a lot of cases in the military, protecting religious freedoms in the military. Our military was formed by George Washington with religious freedom. Everybody was given a Bible. The chaplains were formed. And that's really under attack. Again, groups have formed that their sole purpose is to rid the military of any religious freedom or religious expression. In fact, one of their leaders said that he wouldn't be satisfied until, quote, there were 400 heads on a stick and by that he, he followed up and said, I mean 400 court-martials of people for sharing their faith in the military.
0: Well, I know that uh, military chaplains are under a lot of pressure about even praying in the name of Jesus. It's we've, just
1: incredible. We've got one of those cases right now. Uh, chaplain West Motter, who's uh, just an incredible man, uh, not only a chaplain, but a chaplain for our special forces, uh, has been deployed overseas 14 times, uh, really called the best of the best uh, throughout all of his evaluations. But all of a sudden... He's been what we would call fired, detached for cause, because in his one on one counseling he answered questions about sex outside of marriage with what the Bible says yes. about sex outside of marriage, and now he's been declared intolerant and therefore we have to remove him from the chaplaincy. So this case is ultimately about will chaplains be allowed to be chaplains? Can so, we've they got, so
0: we've got the attacks in literally all aspects of life right now, in the marketplace, in the public arena, in schools, yes. military. The whole area.
1: Everywhere. And uh, and I think people, I think most people who are people of faith realize they see what's coming. And it's one of those times, I would call it a Joshua 1 time where God has to remind us, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Now they ended up in the promised land, (laughs) but they had to go through Joshua 1. And so I think it's a different time in our country. It used to be that we all assumed things and being a Christian was sort of go along, get along. Now... It really stands out. It really uh, is going to cause a notice and people are going to have to be willing to pay a sacrifice for standing for their faith.
0: Let me ask you about something that is rather subtle. And that is that ever since uh, Obama became President every time he would speak about religion he would always talk about freedom of worship. He never talks about freedom of religion. And I pointed this out to people and said, well, so what? There is a big difference.
1: Oh, absolutely! Freedom of worship is a terminology used to say that you have a right to worship in your church. In your church, <laughs> yes. Uh, but once you come out, uh, you don't have religious freedom, and that's not what the founders.
0: Put that's in not us. what Christianity teaches. I mean, no. you're supposed to have your Christianity in your life and your decisions about everything.
1: Absolutely, it affects it affects everything, and this is exactly you talked about these cases uh, with the bakers and, and the florists and who are being attacked. Uh, I was on uh, uh, national TV with one of the heads of, of uh, the movement to freedom to, to marry, uh, gay marriage, and he said, "You know, no, no, I'm for religious freedom. I'm for religious freedom. I, I be- really believe in that." And so we said, well, "What about these cases?" And we started talking about these Christian bakers who lost two, they're bankrupt and have a fine of two hundred fifty thousand. The grandmother who could lose her home for not doing a floral arrangement for two men in, in their wedding. Uh, and the response was, "Oh, well, that's in commerce." And so it's the same argument. It's oh, this yeah. argument that yeah, you put your Christianity aside there. <laughs> you leave it. You leave your faith in your home and in your church or your synagogue or whatever. But you, if you bring it out, then no religious freedom. Hey, that's
0: what's wrong with our nation today. <laughs> that,
1: that's exactly right. And that is not the law. That's not what the Constitution says. And I will say this: you know, I'm talking about a lot of bad attacks and yeah. bad things, but. We're winning over ninety percent of our cases,
0: and people need to know that
1: we are winning, 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 winning these cases. The law protects religious freedom. So when I say these attacks are coming, they've started. I'm not saying we're going to lose, but I'm going to say we need to be willing to stand. And when we do, we can win and we can stop uh, what's being attempted because this country was founded on religious
0: freedom. Let me ask you a sort of a legal question here. Uh, I taught constitutional law for many years, and. I uh, studied it in detail, and back in the 1950s, when I was learning constitutional law, um, I remember an interview that I saw with Hugo Black on television, hmm. one of the great jurists of the 20th century, and. Um, He was sitting with a copy of the Constitution in his hands, and every time they asked him a question, he would. It was like he would go into the Bible. He would go to the Constitution, and they asked him this question: "Justice Black, when you are making a decision about a law, do you uh, do you make that decision on the basis of whether it's a stupid law, a silly law, uh, a practical law, a rational law?" He said, "Absolutely not." He said. There are many stupid, silly laws that are perfectly constitutional. The only thing I make my decision on is whether or not it's constitutional. Our current court doesn't do that.
1: No, I'd say you, you have uh, certainly three that always have yes. taken that approach. Yes. You've got four who have always taken that approach, except in the Obamacare case. That's Justice Roberts, who yes. really changed his approach in that case for some reason but you've got five who don't. And that's why you have some of these decisions that are so shocking.
0: For example, uh, the, the decision on abortion and the decision on gay marriage, both of these are things that are left to the states by the Tenth yes. yeah. Amendment. Absolutely. The court had no right even to have any jurisdiction over them, and yet it jumps in there and starts making decisions legislating.
1: Yes, and it's wrong. And, and what that does is it creates problems. I mean, for instance... The, the abortion issue hasn 't gone away no uh, so it's not going to what the what the court has done is really frustrated the democratic process where those things could be talked about where where uh, there could be debates where people could bring the best right. arguments and and the country could decide to do state by state same
0: with same sex marriage. Think That's of all exactly the right. states where this was put up to public votes like California, millions were spent, people debated this and and it was voted down, and then the court just like that
1: yeah our country. Our founders were smart. They, they didn't want to put five, you know, unelected yeah. lawyers in charge of all of our public policy. Uh, not a one of which is a Protestant. That's right. Not I mean, one. you've got. You, that's not the way it's supposed to work. They're from a very narrow uh, part of America. I mean, y- if you want to represent the whole country, the legislative process, the people we we have as our representatives, that's what they meant to do. So, the court is not supposed to be a legislature. They're not supposed to. Really make policy decisions. Well, so well, they Kennedy, do that. They Kennedy said in
0: decision. his ma- majority opinion, uh, opinion on same-sex marriage, he said, "Well, you know, our founders just couldn't ev- envision all of these problems, so somebody has got to solve them. Well, hey, they gave a process for solving them. That's it's exactly called right. the constitutional amendment process."
1: Yes. No. Absolutely. It's 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 per- they you know our system is perfectly capable of handling new issues. Uh, you know, it's perfect, but it's just not. It's not going as fast as Justice Kennedy wanted it to go. And, but that's not his prerogative is the problem. But the, you know, the problem with this is it's now being turned in a way to try to attack religious freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, people can look at that decision and, on same-sex marriage and say, well, it's just about marriage. But that's not what it's attempted to be used as. The attempt is to use that as a, as a weapon to attack people who disagree with it. And it's, again that's going to happen in accreditation, it's going to happen in tax exempt status, in all kinds of things. That is not what our country is about. Our country believes strongly, that's why it was founded: is for people to have the right to religiously dissent from the government's view. And it's interesting how we're turning full circle and we're now testing that very thing that founded this country. Well my,
0: my concern is that we are heading in the direction of hate crimes being applied to speech, and people saying, Well, if you get up and give a sermon against uh, homosexuality, you're guilty of a hate crime. Is there any possibility that could happen?
1: Well, it's happened in other countries, yes. uh, certainly. Uh, you had the pastor in Sweden who was actually given 30 days in jail for preaching from the pulpit on that. Now, that was eventually overturned when it got to the Supreme Court, but th- this is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, you know, you're on the air. Uh, how many, when people, your viewers, you, you you want to ask yourself, what do they watch on TV? What do they listen on the radio? Do they listen to Christian programs? Do they listen to Christian ministers? Well, how can they have an FCC license to be on the air if they're engaging in discrimination against That's a right. federal constitutional That's right. right? That's exactly what happened in Canada. It and has happened in Canada. Yes. This yes. discussion on these issues you Could would not, not be, allow cannot be
0: done. broadcast
1: in Canada. That's right. And this is exactly the attempt in the United States. It's an attempt at censorship. At an attempt to really push away one view on the issue. Our First Amendment doesn't allow that, but there are attempts already started to do that. And the arguments are things like, well, that's in commerce, or, oh, you know, we'll give you freedom of worship, the things we've been talking about. But that goes directly against the First Amendment right of free speech and the right of free exercise of religion.
0: Well, all I can say is I praise God for your organization, and I pray the Lord will greatly bless you in the courts uh, in the days that lie ahead.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Well, folks that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you and I want to thank our special guest Kelly Shackelford for taking the time out from his busy schedule to be with us. And Kelly, I pray that the Lord will continue to richly bless all your efforts to defend Christian liberties in America.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb & Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near.
2: Dr. Reagan has produced a powerful presentation about the decay of American society and our nation's spiritual crisis that is titled, The Twilight of America. The presentation is illustrated in detail with PowerPoint slides from beginning to end. The video runs 55 minutes in length and can be acquired for a donation of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. You might also want to consider ordering a copy of Dr. Reagan's book, Living for Christ in the End Times. The book was originally written in the year 2000. Dr. Reagan has revised it and brought it up to date in a second edition that has just been published. The book describes in detail the secularization of American society and the epidemic of apostasy in the church. The subtitle of the book is Coping with Anarchy and Apostasy. The book is available for a donation of $20 or more including the cost of shipping. Or you can order both the video and the book for a donation of $30 or more, including shipping. Just ask for offer number 140. To order any of these Bible study resources, call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, or you can place your order through our website at lamblion.com.